Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Has something changed, guys? Uh, new year, new me. There's going to be a new you. What? What is that? And what is that going to entail? Are you going to get crotchetier? Uh, no, no, no. I, I don't imagine that. I, I just think that's what people say, but no one ever <laughs> does it. Um, well, some like people, when... some people do that, but those people are, are lunatics or just the, the gym will be very crowded for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm not really looking forward to that. Uh, I'm not either. I, I, I think it's in some ways it's 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 like uh, someone asked me. My mom actually asked me over over the break. Uh, what what do people mean when they say adulting? And I'm like, well, it's it's no when you're knows. trying to. It, it, well, I, I said it's when you're trying to ironically say uh, <laughs> you're trying to be ironic about doing something that you just you should be doing anyways, like buying toilet toilet paper in bulk or getting right. an extra set of towels. Um, and, and I think in some ways, new year, new me is, is a similar thing, which is, well, you know, you should be thinking about your health and everything, but it also <laughs> shouldn't be a new year, new you. It should just be all the time, all you. But. Right. And hopefully you don't have to start being someone who like is, con- you know, cares about yourself and, and is concerned about, you know, being healthy and living longer and that, that sort of stuff and, you know, enjoying your life. Um, yeah. but, uh, New Year's follows Christmas, and, and we talked to you last week um, about Boxing Day. I was very pleased with Boxing Day uh, football results uh, as a Liverpool fan, but uh, I was also pleased that uh, I got a slight clothing refresh, Ooh. Uh, including a thing that I enjoy and I know uh, neither of you are familiar with. Uh, at least not firsthand, uh, the Untuck It shirt. Yes, um, which is apparently a quickly growing company or one that yes. thinks very highly of itself. <laughs> it, so, I think of them as, as having those those commercials, which, Max, I'm sure you've seen too. And it's I think there's one in which the the this family like reconnects because of these shirts or something, and I'm like, what is this absurd thing? <laughs> well, that's, this is no way it's working. And that's just, you know, who doesn't market? You know, we we saw, you know, we spent years watching two two people in their silver years get into side by side bathtubs out in a field, and we somehow understood what that meant. Um. So I don't think that's too far afield, but uh, what what you're referencing in terms of uh, it being a company that thinks highly of itself uh, is that you sent us a story from I think CNBC, yes, um, that they're you know they're a, a startup company whose product is, and really when we boil it down, it's just short hem shirts, yes. Uh, <laughs> and and we can we can address the question of whether that is a ridiculous thing on its face in a second. Um, I think it's not, but uh, they're they're seeking fundraising like any other startup would. Uh, but they're looking for fundraising that would peg their 
valuation as a company at $600 million. Yes. Sorry, I think you misspoke there. No, I, I did not. I said $600 million <laughs> with an M. Uh, oh, that, that, is, that is correct. You, you did not miss here. Uh, and, you know, I, I know that seems like a crazy, crazy thing for, you know, for short M shirts. Yeah. But, you know, I, there's also, uh, I, I specifically asked you not to look at the valuation that the the shoe company Allbirds uh, sits at after a round of funding it secured in October, uh, so I could blow your mind when I said ta- when I would tell you to take that six hundred million dollars, double it, and add another two hundred million on top of it. Allbirds is allegedly worth one point four billion with a B dollars. Get out of the internet. <laughs> so, Shut it down. Shut so, it down. So let, let's but let's let's explore this because Untucket's core product is short hem shirts that are meant to be worn untucked. Yes. Allbirds core product is more or less logoless shoes. Uh, they're not fully logoless, but more or less logoless shoes that are made out of I guess a more sustainable material. So why are these companies worth so much fucking money? Um, you know, they're they're. I would say the the biggest thing is that they're capitalizing on, you know, I think some clever marketing. That's, you know, there, there's <laughs> there's been a whole. <clears throat> I would say cottage, but there's really been more like a whole gigantic warehouse industry uh, over the last several years of trying to understand uh, who millennials are um, and and really when they say that they uh, they mean what do millennials buy and, and what motivates them to buy something and you know uh, one of the stereotypes about the generation that we are all a part of is that uh, we like the little guy we don't necessarily love uh you know big corporate giants which is weird considering how much of our life is invested in apple amazon google and facebook uh it makes no sense at all uh but you know i i think i guess i'm inclined to agree that we like at least the appearance that we are kind of going in a different direction or, or you know we're we're susceptible to Allbirds' message of you know we're we're doing things a different way, and so that knocks your value up already. Um, but there there was you know there's another thing that I was thinking about that that brought me back to uh, to my middle school days and my high school days. So uh, you two both went to public middle and high schools. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Um, tell tell me a little bit about how people dressed particularly in high school oh um i i would say that there were that there were trends and and there were i i think if 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 10 15 years from now i'm asked to look back on like you know styles and everything and see how things have changed over time i would definitely those those would be the times because you have 
uh, a lot of I think a lot of Abercrombie and Fitch, a lot of Hollister, mm-hmm. um, you know, various times of distressed jeans and, and hooded sweatshirts. Um, but yeah, there was. But a lot of people look the same, but a lot of people also look different. There was a lot of expression going on. And how about you, Max? Um, I feel like it was mostly just how I guess I dress now for for the guys, like jeans and t-shirts mainly, right? Okay. Sporting clothes. So I'm particularly interested, Pierce, in what you said about Hollister. Companies like, as I recall, companies like Hollister. Oh, Abercrombie and, and Fitch and American Abercrombie Eagle. Abercrombie Fitch, Those American were there. Eagle, Aeropostale. These were companies that were really big and were like a really big deal. You know, I think those were a big deal. I could, I noticed. Um, uh, so my my middle school had <coughs> actually had a uh, dress code that was occasionally kind of a uniform. Um, but particularly as I got into high school, American Eagle was a big deal. Hollister was a big deal. Polo became a really big deal. And that was something that was like a big, uh, you know, it was really cool if you had the shirt with the little polo man. And that little polo man or that little eagle or that gigantic Hollister across whatever you were wearing uh, mm-hmm. because they had no chill when it came to uh, logo sizing and proportion with their garments um, you know you were literally wearing a status symbol on your chest or your back or your lapel or yeah. the butt of your sweatpants yeah. um, or like the L.L. Bean monogrammed backpacks oh my god yes everyone had one of those in like Absolutely. elementary school I did yeah. too they were great I don't know if that was just a New England thing or not nope well, I didn't have one I was, I was so expensive, <laughs> <laughs> but they would last you many, many years. Oh, for sure. And I and I have uh, another one. If you're talking about status symbols, I, I don't know what made me think of this, but there's the, there's this other product that I've seen that's kind of come out of nowhere, um, and it seems like everyone has one now. Um, not going to attempt to pronounce it, but hopefully you can see that, and then one of you can tell me how to say oh, it. Oh, yeah, I know what that but is. I it's think you the, know what I mean. It's I, like I, the I Northern European. Yeah, like Fjallraven. I, that I think yeah. that's probably the, the, the backpacks. Yeah, yep. I feel like I see fi- fifty well, of them a I day mean, on public transit here. And, and think about the thing that you held it up on to us. My computer. Your, yeah, yeah, your, yeah, your pocket computer. My, my pocket computer. Makes, where... The one that also makes phone calls and has this little uh, half-eaten fruit logo on the back. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think that I think that mm. a thing like. Hollister and Abercrombie, you know, as status symbols, and I, I see what you mean by by certainly that. Uh, I think Allbirds is maybe a better example of a status symbol because I don't know who's wearing untucked shirts. I don't think it's as many young people. Sure, um, but everybody in my office has Allbirds, but they they're different. Um, you know, there's and no Allbirds store in a mall. That so that's part of it, but also what else is different about Allbirds is. There's not the Polo Man. There's not the Eagle. I, th- I guess they do have a logo. So I, I got a pair of Allbirds um, that are, are the high top. So they have, I mean, they do have a logo, but I think it's kind of up on the tab on the back. So like if I'm wearing yeah. jeans and those shoes, there's no apparent logo. And there's so, no swoosh on the side. There's no right, three stripes. Exactly. And so I think, you know, the uh, I think another thing they're capitalizing on is 
the new the new trend of looking like you're not following trends you know yes. we have we have a friend who uh was i believe studiously trying to find you know some some comfortable shoes that would not have you know would not identify him as uh, a blood or a crip in the sneaker wars uh yeah. and wound up getting all birds yeah uh simultaneously outing himself as in fact the er millennial yeah um so you know there there's this trend towards kind of studiously avoiding labels and logos where you can and and, and that you know it's maybe not so much in in high fashion where it seems like big ostentatious stuff is kind of circling back around and, and becoming you know becoming um uh, the thing again, but you know, I think we all enjoy J Crew products. Yeah, J Crew, <laughs> no logos anywhere. You, no. Pierce, love your Everlane stuff. Everlane yeah. is all about their branding is no branding, and and they again and they also have the and and I think Albert's has this more than Untuck it, and I think that there are a bunch of companies that sure that focus on this too. But it's the idea of like. By buying this product, you are being more thoughtful. Um, the trans radical transparency is what. But you're not just paying for a logo. On. And I yeah, they and had so, the, the pay what you want sale recently. That's right. That was odd. So I connect. I guess I connect the two because the Untucked shirts don't have kind of a traditional like logo on the chest. They've got like a little triangle that's really kind of all the way down at the bottom of the placket where you can't. You you almost don't yeah. even notice that it's there. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, I, I think, I think those two those two factors. I think, you know, the, uh, I think the conspicuous uh, attempt to avoid, you know, uh, or to appear thoughtful and to avoid looking like you just bought something because Nike made it or or, yeah. or the like, you know, it doesn't. I'm surprised. By how much money these companies are are being funded as though they're worth, or are, are saying they are worth for the purpose of securing funding, but well, I'm not. Sho- but I'm not shocked. Well, I, and here's the thing that that I think makes me the most curious about all this, and and uh, forget if I said it when when I initially sent this to you both, but uh, with Untuck It, it's a shirt. It's a certain style mm-hmm. that is iconic in and of itself. Albert's is the same. Um, uh, Everlane, I, I think they're big. Well, they, they've they've expanded, but you go into things like Harry's and Hubble, and even a yep. place like uh, who who does the glasses that everybody Warby wears? Parker. Warby, Warby Parker. Parker. Who so I've been wearing glasses from for like three years now. Yeah. So they all have, I think, pretty similar models, which is they make they they come out of the gate and say we make this one product. And it's more thoughtful to go through us because we work directly with factories. Um, it, it's really direct to the consumer stuff. Uh, there's a term, I think it's yep. direct to consumer. But yes. um, that is what they're saying. So they're coming at you and uh, one of their pitches, we're solving this problem for you. And my big thing with these, with Untuck It, as, mm-hmm. as I say this, not really having, I know the shirts are out there and I know people are wearing them, but that seems to be the quintessential example of, are What's they the problem? solving 
what's the problem? And the same could be said for, in some ways, with Uber and Lyft, um, with uh, as they race to have an IPO. Yeah, I get the on-demand uh, ride-share service. It's it's a service that we we all use and we enjoy, but taxis were there and they're pretty reliable more expensive because they're unionized workers um but uh, you know are these problems that really exist or is that part of the allure is that i'm being duped into thinking that my life is being made better when maybe it's not so i think the question is maybe not are these problems that exist but are they problems that are significant enough that they merited someone expending a bunch of effort to solve now Mm -hmm. and and if you look at it that way i think that's maybe fair but you know i'll i'll use myself as an example because i have a few untucked charts now and i really like them you know i work in a fairly casual workplace where you know i wear you know i wear t-shirts a lot but i also you know even when i wear you know a shirt that buttons up i I almost never tuck it in, you know, to my, my belted pants in a more formal fashion. Um, so my, my shirt tails are out basically every day that I go to my office. Um, and, you know, I, I, I feel no need to skirt around this. I have to buy fairly large shirts. And by the time you, you know... I, I think it maybe is a particular problem once you get into larger sizes, but you know, for the most part, um, button up shirts have long been made, you know, as more formal wear and they were made to be tucked in. So they're hemmed at a length where if you tuck them in and you then are sitting down and standing up throughout the day, that action will not cause your shirt to come untucked. That means to use clinical terms, uh, your shirt tails come down about to junk level. Um, that, if you are wearing your shirt untucked, looks pretty sloppy. It looks like you're wearing an oversized shirt, kind of like a smock, like you're an artist. Uh, we're not artists. We work office jobs. Um, and so I don't want to look like I'm wearing I a mean, smock. I mean, Max is an artist with data. You should know. <laughs> Um, and so I could, I suppose I could take normal shirts that I have and get them, uh, and get the hem taken in yes. so that they're See. shorter. But, but what I've noticed is that they're different proportions too. I, I'm trying to describe something visually on a podcast seems like a losing game, but I'll give it a shot. So not only are shirts that are meant to be tucked in longer altogether, but there's more, the curve is steeper. So mm. I think it's difficult. I, my understanding, and, and I actually did some, I was thinking the same thing. So I was trying to do a little bit of, a uh, little bit of internet research to figure out if, you know, getting your shirts shortened was a common practice. And, I, you know, a, a tip of, the hat to uh men's fashion reddit because it is very well populated and well moderated and almost everything i was reading suggests you're basically remaking the shirt at that point and so it's actually a really involved process yeah these shirts have much more it's almost like 
a kind of t-shirtish hem. Uh, uh, I also, I, I found a place that has t-shirts with curved hems. Those are excellent. Um, but it's like that. So they're, uh, you know, it's a much, it's, it's not flat all around, but it's a much shallower curve. So, so maybe, so maybe in this particular instance, going to a tailor wouldn't make sense, but you do have companies like Indochino, um, which, which the in, in Bonobos to a certain degree, which is this, just send us your measurements. We'll send you stuff that fits. Bono- so Bonobos is definitely not that. Bonobos is making regular menswear. Indochino, so, so Indochino has expanded its offerings, but it really started as a suiting company. Yeah. And they were making true, like truly formal. Even they were making shirts, but they were making formal dress shirts so, to that, custom it, dimensions. That's, you have it, things like proper cloth, which is exactly what you're talking about. Where you really mm-hmm. you are providing a yeah. full suite of your measurements and determining <clears throat> how you want to get a shirt made. Those are also pretty damn expensive. So yeah, I, I guess that 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 is kind of beside my point. What, but what, what I'm saying is. That existed, proper cloth, whatever it existed. Mm-hmm. Said, hey, instead of going to a tailor, go through us. Sure. Um, and and Max, I would I would actually, you know, in the the spirit of of going back to the Allbirds point a little bit, I mentioned you before the podcast. I think you're you're interested in the shoes, but you like trying things on. But even given that, how would you say you feel about going to the mall? How is that experience for you? Oh, I'd rather not do that. So yeah, we know. and and that's <laughs> and I think that that's I mean Max, all these that we've gone through. I think one th- theme that I see in as far as the problem that they're maybe solving is the problem that they're actually solving is our we the last thing on earth we want to do is to go out in public and have to make these choices. So it's so th- it's so funny to me that you said that because I believe of the companies we've talked about so far the only ones that don't that have not expanded into actual retail showrooms are all birds and proper cloth yeah but there are untucked stores in uh tyson's corner and now in new orleans courtesy of their big splashy investor drew Brees. Uh, there are Warby Parker stores all over the place. There are Indochino showrooms where you can go get a fitting done because here's the thing. You're probably pretty bad at taking your measurements. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, who else have we talked about? There's certainly Warby Parker uh, stores. There's Bonobo stores. Yep. I think there, there are, might be one or two Everlane spots. So Everlane does, I know Everlane does pop-ups, but they certainly didn't initially do... Right. They're like, they're like the anti-bank. You know, right. banks so these are like brands, not great online, but they have all these branches, which then no one goes to. Yeah, well, so these so these brands started as true direct-to-consumer. We yep. are operating online. We've got a factory somewhere where we make this shit, and then we have a shipping hub where we ship it to you. But, you know, I, I think... You know, they as they've sought to expand, you know, uh, they're they're getting out and finding that there's actually a lot of expansion to be had if you are in a retail showroom for someone who is not like us and, and actually prefers to, you know, 
not only prefers to hold something in their hand, try it on in person before they buy it, but is willing to go to a store to go to the mall to do that, you know. See, that's the real thing. I, I prefer to hold things in my hand and try them on, yeah. but I'm not willing to you go just to the hate mall human and content. do it. Exactly. So I just don't. I just don't buy new clothes. I just so wear the same clothes until every, they're covered. In every holes. company aimed at millennials. The real, the real quote unquote problem they're solving is how can we eliminate human contact altogether? Yeah, and and I I really think that that's appealing to a lot of people. I mean, that's it, part of the reason why I shop at Amazon. Um, but I I guess I guess my question then to both of you, and we kind of talked at the beginning, is, and I'll frame it this way. I think that the value of of these companies is that they had a different approach. But if they're rolling up into and Sears looks like it's finally going to completely die. Sears that ran the world for so long, it looks like these stores are just kind of turning into, you know, Untucket has expanded their product range. Uh, Alberts has expanded their product range. Um, a lot of these companies are doing that, and they're opening stores. So their value is in that they're different, but uh, the longer we go, the more they are the same. And so I just kind of wonder, are they going to lose value as they follow kind of the the course that's been there for over 100 well, years or however long? So I, I would say that the answer to that is no, because you can't really compare something like Untuck It to Sears. Sears was not only Sears was a brand, but Sears was kind of, you know, more than it. Sears was a department store. Sears was a way of shopping. Well, they did start out as a catalog and I think they were the first to do that. So you kind of like an early director consumer in a lot of ways, they said, Hey, order from us because you live in the middle of nowhere and then they started opening stores. Um, the Sears robot catalog is famous for that. So in a lot of ways, I think that that, that was fair. An, an inadvertent analogy. That's fair. But even as a catalog, it was a department store, you know, it, which was just yes. – it was get – it was get what you would get at the general store, but get it from Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't – I don't think this is the same. I, I think that, I mean, I was, I, I was doing the the magical December twenty sixth dance of going in and returning something that didn't fit quite right or or you liked, but we're we're hoping to see if they had it in a different color, and, you know, I, I was trying to, I was trying to return a shirt, um, that that didn't fit exactly how I wanted, and I couldn't find another shirt. It was a it was a polo shirt, and I couldn't exactly find a polo shirt um, that was what I was looking for. So I was trying to uh, return it and get some socks from another department in the department store, and like I couldn't do that transaction at one place. I couldn't do that as one transaction. I had to return the polo shirt separately at the polo counter and then go buy the socks from the socks counter. And I walked out thinking, why did we ever think this was a good way to shop? This is a horrible fucking idea. So like, I'm, I'm inclined to think that this is not, it's not going to end exactly the same way. Something is going to come after it. You know, something is going to come after, you know, Facebook, Facebook's going to die at some point. Something's going to come after it to fill, 
the general function it has, which is, I don't even know anymore, uh, inciting genocides in, in the Eastern Hemisphere. Um, but, but I, it won't be, it won't be exactly the same because what's happening is that the industry, the retail industry is simultaneously centralizing at Amazon and decentralizing in terms of, you know, if Untucket can sell shirts better than Sears and Allbirds can sell shoes better than Sears and, you know, uh, somebody can sell you tools better than the Sears hardware department can, you know, that that model of go to one place to get everything in a physical store. So, like, Sears is not losing out to Untucket and Allbirds. It's really, it's losing to Amazon. Yeah, Amazon and is still, and Walmart. Those are still the get everything places. Yeah. I think Sears, I, that was just poor management, though. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I think that, I think that in some ways, um, you know, Walmart has a really good online presence. I bought a bunch of stuff from there recently, um, and it's, you know, of course, I yeah, wildly issues with... disagree with that. I think Walmart's oh. online shopping experience is hideous. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I knew specifically what I was looking for and had an easy time finding it, so that it might be different. But point is, is maybe Sears didn't, and I'm pretty sure Sears didn't do as good a right. job of that and, and offering things. But <laughs> I think what I'm hearing through all of this, whether you want glasses or suits or shoes or, or groceries, um, you know, no one hangs out outside anymore so we all hang out on the internet why not do all our shopping on there and and which makes me wonder it's like you buy these right. clothes you buy these glasses you buy the shoes but you don't you don't leave your chair so what what what's the what's the point in many ways but uh yeah i, I mean good good for untuck it they even say they're profitable which is different than a lot of quote-unquote hot startups. dogs good for them um okay so uh if you are a fellow member of the Untucket Army like me, uh, or an Allbirds fanatic like apparently all of us, uh, Allbirds and Untucket, if you know, just just let us know. We, we're happy. Yeah, we'll to, be we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Yeah, we we are, are seeking sponsorship with our our robust audience that numbers in the dozens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, come find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty Okay Pod. In the meantime. Uh, we move on to my favorite segment, Pierce is Sorry. Uh, what is on the apology docket this week? So speaking speaking of shoes, uh, Max, I would, I would uh, ask a question of you. Um, when you, well, both of you, since you've both been, I think, but did, you, did both of you go to the, the Pantheon when you were in Italy? Yes. Yes. Okay. I thought it was cool. I, th- I thought it was one of the greatest things. It's a big tourist attraction, and so there, of course there are a lot of people um, outside of it who are uh, trying to to sell you things, and uh, they are very uh, basically they're trying to to shake your hand so that they can put a, a bracelet on you. Um, and one thing they say is, uh, or they would say to people when I saw them do it, and they did it to me, and it was the first time, and fortunately I didn't end up with a brace on my hand, but um, they said, I, I like those shoes, and so that stops you because someone has complimented you. Well, what I'm apologizing for this week is for failing to learn from that moment. Uh, a couple weeks ago, and in retrospect, it was really 
really awkward and still makes me feel kind of weird. I was in Whole Foods, and a guy who was, you know, dressed like, you know, we are when we go to the office and, and whatever, um, kind of in a button-down pants and stuff, about my age, our age, um, goes, I like those shoes. And I say, yeah, thanks. And then he keeps kind of talking and talking. And all of a sudden, it's been probably two and a half minutes, and I Like Those Shoes has turned into what I'm pretty sure was some kind of early retirement scam. And I had to say, uh, I'm going to get these empanadas and leave. Have a nice night. But uh, moral of the story is if someone says, I like those shoes, it's never going to go anywhere good. Um, usually bad. I, much, I would have much preferred to have to give somebody five bucks for a, a bracelet, for, but this was pretty bad, too. This so Emily, <laughs> Emily came and visited uh, visited New Orleans for a couple of days, um, and, and uh, we had to warn her about the possibility of the uh, corollary scam in New Orleans, which is for someone to come up to you in the French Quarter and say, "I bet you a dollar I can tell you where you got those shoes," and you, being the sucker that you are, take the bet because you know where you bought the shoes. Uh, and they proceed to say, uh, you got them on Bourbon Street, because that's where they physically are. Uh, $1, please. Um, and so I, I I I appreciate your plight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, Max actually is did warn me about uh, people who would try to sell you things or, or hassle you in Italy, which was which was a good warning. My, They're extremely <laughs> aggressive. It's You really can't speak enough about it. Yeah, my, my sister... Uh, kind of, she got a bracelet put on her hand. She was not prepared for it. She did not want it. Nobody wanted it. No one ever wants no, it. Nobody wants the bracelet. <laughs> They're not good bracelets. Um, but but we will move on and close the show with a big idea from pop culture. And uh, you know, I, I think I think the theme is beloved comedies. Max, you you were saying before the podcast that you started Thirty Rock. Is that for the first time? That's correct. That's exciting. That's a great show. Um, I'm glad you're watching it. Um, and I, I spent a lot of my kind of downtime uh, when I was home in New Orleans and just kind of had time that we were sitting around the house uh, with my brother uh, re-watching Veep in anticipation of the seventh and final season coming this spring. Um, it is so preposterously funny uh and and watching it now it is eerie how many things that they totally anticipated Uh, um it's very clear that the sixth season which was um i think aired in air last year or maybe in 2016 they took a year off so that um julia louis dreyfus could could take care of her cancer stuff Correct. Well, so they delayed shooting the seventh season for yeah. that. But I'm trying to remember when the sixth season aired. At, at any rate, it aired either when Trump was campaigning or, or in the beginning of his presidency. And, you know, I think they had to rewrite a lot of stuff uh, because they were worried. They basically, because for the first time, they had gotten anticipated by the real world <laughs> uh, instead of the other way around. And uh, it just, I would, I would strongly recommend that if uh, you haven't seen it before, and unlike Pierce, you enjoy laughing, 
that you watched. What do you mean? Before. I watched uh, I watched uh, a Paradise Lost, which is about the West Memphis Three and montage of Heck this week. Those were wait, those had zero jokes. Like, in yeah, the like I said. Time. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, Veep is good. If you still haven't seen Thirty Rock, I would I would highly recommend. And I think that by the time Max is done, he will also highly recommend. I hope. Um, but uh, there there's good stuff for you to check out. We can we can maybe explore your depressing documentary streak at another time. Ooh, man, um, that's rough. But until then, that is the end of the show. Happy New Year to everyone. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty OK Pod or at our home of the web www.prettyokpod.com. Um, if you're listening to this as it comes out, uh, this won't be up yet, but Pierce, you wrote a pretty mammoth thing about uh, some some delightful entertainment that you took in in the year 2018. Um, I... I I was on vacation from everything for the last yeah. 10 days. So I have not, uh, I have not had a chance to get that edited and posted yet, but it will be up and you should check it out because Pierce is an avid concert goer and, uh, has many thoughts about things, including the concerts that he goes to. Um, Ian has been sending us dispatches from across the pond. He's definitely still listening to music. Uh, and so you can check all of that out at prettyokpod.com. You can also get every episode of the pod there or subscribe to our feed on your device of choice. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, really most other places that you listen to podcasts. If you have a special request, if we're not on your preferred podcatcher, uh, let us know and we'll, we'll try to figure out if there's a way that we can get it there or if we can get the show to you somehow. If you subscribe, please do us a huge favor. Leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or, you know, if you have a friend that you think might be interested in what we're doing, or if you make a new friend in 2019 who might be interested in what we're doing, uh, we'd love to share it with them, too. So just tell them about the show. We'll be back again next week, as always, to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Max. Thanks for listening.